Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Relax Law. In these episodes, Sevs and I will be writing and reading our own scripts and takes on different parts of the Destiny Universe lore. Our goal here is to be as informative as possible, which means we will be explaining even the most basic of understandings to ensure all listeners feel as welcome as possible. With that said, we hope you enjoy and come back soon. Motherfucking law. All right. Second part to the Ares one. Um, we left the the Ares one mission when um, we just found out that Maymore Mayalava had Evie Cunningham. I think it's Cunningham killed, basically. Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. She doesn't actually get found out about it. That's the worst part about it. In the in some of the stuff, she they know that she's done it, but they can't. They've never found her guilty of the murder, hmm. which I find really fucking weird. Like the the law, the 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 original law for this stuff is so light. It's just not even. It's just not even funny that it's so light. Yeah. You know? Are you still pulling from Grimoire cards and stuff from Destiny One stuff? Yeah, so I'm still pulling from Ishtar Collective. There's a whole yeah. thing on Ares One, but it's fair. It's like, oh, they are getting ready. Oh, she dies, and then he walks up a hill, and then there's the traveler. There's nothing between. Right, right. It's me. So all the stuff I had to write today, or like over the last couple of days, is from the start, as mm. in leaving Earth. Get into the fucking get into Mars because there's absolutely nothing there. Mm. Absolutely nothing. There's no information. There's information on when they came back. What kind of gives you a clue to kind of what happened, but it's is nothing. There's absolutely sh- it's shocking. It's shocking. I think this was mm. before. I think this is before people realize or Bungie realized the law is going to be a big thing. You know. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right, I love original stories. Oh man, it's no, I, I, I just didn't feel it. I, I couldn't. I, I struggle with this one because I just couldn't. I didn't feel the, the story. I was just like, eh. Mm. Okay, that's all right. There you go. All eyes were riveted to the screens wherever people could find them. Many just crowded the streets, shoulder to shoulder. A single breath held in unison. Many found themselves reaching out to find the hands of strangers, giving it a gentle squeeze, a shy smile, or just a nod. Was this the feel of some human warmth to make sure even though they were packed into the streets, they weren't alone in this world? Was this the traveler's power already working, changing the outlook of the people for the better? But after this brief pause, all eyes turned back to the screens of the Ares One mission, getting ready to take off, but hands were still held. Roger, I replied, my voice sounding breathy. Shit, I was nervous. Why was I nervous? I had done this more times than I can count. The cockpit was full of beeps and lights, each crew member doing what they were trained for. To my left, M. Mayolova sat tapping on a tablet, watching rows of scrolling data that she could only understand. Every now and then she would reach out and turn a dial with a slight smile on her lips. To my left, Quayle who was just staring at the array of switches, waiting for some unheard signal, and then an empty seat. We hadn't had time to fill it, so empty it stayed. 
This is for you, Evie, I said, touching the dash of the shuttle, noticing the slight turn of the head of Myolava. All right. Quayo is the fourth is the fourth guy. Okay. 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 <laughs> I was like, there's gotta be a fourth guy. And then yeah. I went and found it. So mm. Quayo, I don't know what he does. It never never explains what he does. It's just Quayo. I think he's the guy that stays behind. He's the he's the he's the He's the Star Trek red guy, you know the one in the, the red, red shirts. Always, the ones always get killed. Oh yeah, the ones that always die. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Right. right, fun Mars facts. Ooh. Mars is the fourth planet from the sun and the second smallest planet in the solar system, being larger only than Mercury. In English, Mary carry, uh, Mars carries the name of the Roman god of war mm. and is often referred to as the red planet. The, late, the latter refers to the effect of the iron oxide prevalent on Mars's surface, which gives it a reddish appearance, distinctive among, ast- among astronomical bodies visible to the naked eye. Mars is a terrestrial pl- planet with a thin atmosphere, which surface features reminiscent of impact craters of the moon and the valley, and the and valleys and deserts and polar ice caps of Earth. So it's it's very small. But it has possible water sources on there. So if you were going to terraform it, Mars would be the the, the log, most logical. Yeah, place. I always thought Mars was about Earth size. I didn't realize it was so much smaller. It's small, yeah. But like that's why I think people want to go out there because it, there's so much iron ore there. Yeah, yeah. Evie had predicted the traveler would move to Mars after Jupiter, Mercury, and Venus, and she was right. The red planet had changed in the hundred days that it took us to get there. The planet was now covered in dense red clouds. We can see Mars. Crazy cloud formations are starting to appear. Permission to land, I asked Control. Permission granted. Eyes up. Command came back. We going in. Make ready to both command and crew. A message came back. Barely a message. The interference so great. We approached Mars, the checklist forgetting, forgotten as we couldn't take our eyes away from the site. And ent- the, on entry, the shuttle, the shuttle started to shake and buck. We have an atmosphere this thick? This isn't right. Amazed at what changes had occurred in the little time the Traveller had been there. See ya, I told you we'd make it. I heard my lava say. So it has a... It, did have a slight atmosphere, as you would know, and then obviously as terraforming comes back, that's what keeps our air in within mm-hmm. Earth is the size of our atmosphere. It keeps all the air in. Mm. And then when, as you normally know, your shuttle comes in, it'll start to burn up in the atmosphere and then it'll break through and mm. then it'll stop burning and such. Okay. So yeah. um, I had a question. Yeah, so Maya Lava's got Rasputin. Well, not Rasputin. Just Ash is calling it at the moment, isn't she? Yeah. And she's still got that in some form with her as she's going onto the planet. It's within the ship. Okay. Um, it's 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 supposed to be a uh, like they, they don't they don't go into detail, but I'm sort of trying just making it fucking up basically. Mm. Um, it's one of the Grimoire cards ask if. Ah, which is the AI, was piloting the ship, and she turns and says it doesn't have, it didn't have the ability to pilot the ship, and I think that's bullshit because she's just playing, she's just playing it down. Yeah. So I think it was 
within the ship and i think it was a big help uh, help or it was controlling more of the ship than these people realized okay and then i put it i put it within a tablet because tablets have everything and so she's yeah walking through to our but like like i said there's no information after this there's it just goes off into the Hmm. It goes off into the ether. You know? One of my favorite things is to go back and watch old science, like sci-fi movies, and look at the way that they used to do control panel. Like you said, Star Trek last week. Star Trek panels are like these big, long things, and they're all just these fucking crazy amounts of buttons, and it's just random lights flashing. But nowadays, as we've really gotten closer to that day and age, it's all just clear screens, and it's all nice and clean looking and everything. Well, if you have a look at the I. Uh the ISS, the International Space Station, mm. it's all dials. Is it really? Yeah, it's all dials. Wow. It's all like, ooh, ooh, okay. ooh. and there's all like, oh yeah, this has to go there. Oh, I need to flick a switch. Because if something happens, they're going to be wearing big ass gloves. Okay. So okay. they need to be able to grip these mm. things. So it's just all dials all over the place mm. and just switches. There's no, there's no BBB pressing buttons. It's like, yeah. it's, it's fucking play school shit, you know? That's interesting. I repeat, we are bought in the first landing site. There's an ocean in its bloody place. I said, my voice trailing off with wonder at seeing something for the first time that was completely unexpected. Ocean? What do you mean, ocean? Ocean! It's a bloody ocean! The ocean stretched as far as the eye could see. The only movement to its surface came from the shuttle thrusters keeping keeping us airborne. The water had a red tinge that the rest of the planet had, but could have easily been a mistaken for an ocean of Earth after a heavy storm. The other members just sat dumbfounded. What the? Right-hand side, what the hell is that? Weird, I asked, looking out to see where he pointed. Take us up, get us out of here now! He shouted, looking, for, looking towards a fin that had started cutting the wake in the muddy water. shuttle struggling to lift off come on we're not gonna make it can you do something i asked mayolava my voice calm with just a hint of fear at the edges she started to type quickly on a tablet power was quickly taken from somewhere and funneled into the thrusters quicker than it should have been possible but i was asking no questions it came out of the water a blue red tinged animal fish i don't know what it was it looked like a shark, but that with a similarity stopped. His eyes were white globs on each side of his face covered in large growths that looked like eyebrows. Rows of serrated teeth with mandibles sat at the center of his head. Its teeth red like the marred surface, likely red from the iron oxide. The underbelly was studded with growths of red rocks like crocodile skins and the fins were ragged wisps of white hair trailing behind them. Its mouth reached towards the shuttle but the shuttle was now just out of reach of them as the monster crashed back into the water. The water became still, but soon the fin breached and again moments later, now joined by another four. What the hell is going on? I asked, wiping sweat against the headband found within my helmet. It's terraforming. 
It's making the planet in its image habitable. It stands to reason there'd be some sort of evolution here, just like Earth had. Amazing. So, in in the in the law, it said they had to abandon the. F- they had to abandon certain sites. No reason why they had to abandon certain sites. I had a big fucking monster in there. Fuck it. There's one on. There was one on Titan. Why not? Why not? Like, hundred percent. We like. Yeah, we haven't actually properly been to Mars to really get down into it to figure out what's out there. So, fuck it. There's something out there, I guess. Well, what I'm under, like, what I'm understanding, they got polar ice caps. Mm. To make an atmosphere, you would have had to melt the polarized caps. We mm. don't see what's there now because it's so like a bit of a spoiler. So when Zol was in Mars, Rasputin froze the whole fucking yeah. He froze Mars yeah, and then everything was fucked. Everything was wrecked. So they used up all the water to freeze Mars. And then obviously the ocean froze and stuff like that. Well, that's what I'm kind of putting it out. And then obviously the the sand took over everything else, and you could only see certain parts. Yeah. Well, now now you can't see shit because it's been taken away by the darkness. Yeah. But the the sand started to creep and take everything back. You know. Mm. I liked those. Um, I know it wasn't a, a new enemy, but I liked the fact that we had like a different faction of hive and we sort of got different enemies to deal with like the sh- the knight's shields were a solid thing we had to break down and stuff like that mm. it was just a bit more fun a bit of variance for what was a pretty cheap dlc and a pretty short campaign yeah but it was good though it was mm. quite it was quite cool because you get to go to a place where you've never seen before and yeah they had the escalation protocol there didn't they which i thought yeah was fucking yeah cool. After the first time, you wouldn't you you'd have to farm it for a certain thing, but like it was pretty fucking cool. I didn't mind their um, the escalation protocol, to be honest. And we dealt with a pretty big character um, in Zol, and even Nocris is turning out to be more of a problem than we thought initially. So yeah, yeah. well, mine wasn't bad at the end of it. All. I would I would I would rather Zol be he should have been a raid boss. Yeah. I would rather him be a raid boss than a strike boss. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, I'm just going to blast the shit out of you, you know? Yeah, it seemed weird that we managed to kill a hive god, uh, a worm god, um, on top of a rooftop. And, like, we had that whole series of missions where we were building the javelin again for Rasputin. Mm. But that wasn't necessary to take him down. Like, if that was a mechanic to expose some piece of him so then we could damage him, maybe... It would have been cooler. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe time constraints because that was still the time where they were dealing with Activision. So there might have been time constraints on getting uh, the activity out. I suppose, yeah, you could. You, you were more likely right, to be honest. Mm. Right. Anyway. we got two more large paragraphs. Cool. The storm hit us out of nowhere on the way to the second landing site. Mayday, mayday, I shouted into the comms, only re- to receive garbled messages back. The storm playing havoc with the comms. Rain and hail lashed at the shuttle. 
the wind buffeted and was trying to turn the shuttle over. I fought with steer with the steering, trying to keep us stable, but it was almost impossible. Engine three is out, I repeated. Engine three is out. The alarms blared within the cockpit, each crew's eyes wide, but still doing what they needed to do. The rain leaving muddy streaks on the windows. And then it was gone. The sky went back to a muddy red. The air fell still and the shuttle righted itself. The second landing site was a bust. Red sand dunes as high as skyscrapers appeared on the horizon. The top scored by random winds that appeared and disappeared. A decision was made to move to the third. We limped to the third landing site, touching down in a thicket of young spruce trees that were crushed under the landing gear of the shuttle. The airlock hissed and depressurized. The air? There's oxygen. A breath of air pushed past us, and I no longer felt tired. I looked at the wonder of each, on each of our faces, realizing what just happened. I'm, I'm going to remove my helmet, I said to command and, and the crew. No, do not remove. The air tasted sweet, new, and clean, scented by pine and iron, almost similar to the taste of of blood from a cut lip or a nosebleed. Another wave pushed past us and the old injury I had sustained in boot camp stopped aching. Two more hisses followed mine and beaming smiles came back off each of their faces. We walked. It was hot but bearable. The guns clumsily forgotten at our sides making life a little harder. But with each wave of air, our stride strengthened, and so did our morale. We slowly climbed the final rise, holding out hands to each other with quickly strengthening fingers. <sighs> we did it. We found it. So that's it. I got one more little paragraph. Okay. Because it doesn't actually say, and I don't want to go, oh, it's the fucking traveler. He's doing this and all that sort of stuff. So I just... Yeah, we just sort of know that they crest over the hill, they see the traveler, and then, and we even see it in, uh, I think it was the announcement trailer, this moment where the astronauts are walking across Mars, and then they see that, that at the time, it was just an orb in the distance. Yeah, yeah, and it just, that's what it describes, it's coming up over the top, mm. and that's it. Yeah. That's it, nothing. Yeah. But what it does, what it did say though, which I found very, very interesting, there's a bit of law saying that the guy's 90 plus, still young, still feeling young, way above any cognitive ability of a 90 year old. Mm. So the terraforming that the traveler was doing to Mars actually affected these people. Okay. And they're all very still, like during this, they're still very young old people you know yeah like that jupiter ascending you know where they kind of look gray but they're not gray they fucking i still haven't watched it oh fucking cool yeah uh it's one of those uh, i think i said this last time i'm just at a point with superhero shows where i'm like invincible sort of capped me off for a while yeah um i don't know i'll see how i right. go one more mm-hmm if I was on Earth, I would have seen the happy smiles, the cheering, parties, the dancing in the streets. They watched it all, every moment, the highs and the lows of the trip. And the world changed right there, that instance. 
and I still don't know if it was changed for better or worse. If we had not had the traveler come to earth, would we have been attacked by the Elixni? Would we have had a golden age? Would we have had a collapse? Would anything that's happened recently or throughout the six years happened if the traveler didn't appear? Would we have just gone on on our merry way? You know? Mm, I don't, yeah, I don't think there would be any reason why we would get involved. Yeah, exactly. We, we could have just stayed neutral, but the traveler mm. came in and then dragged all its shit, all its difficult crap over with him. Yeah. Whether it's the darkness, whether it's the, um, whether it's bringing the fallen over, mm. the cabal came in. We became a superpower, a, uh, like a galactic superpower that other people wanted a part of us. Yeah. You know, we could have just. Yeah. Look. It's. <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd, and you're going to hear it in a second. This idea has been touched on before, and it's it even comes up in the Lord of the Rings, um, where there's a moment it's, where <laughs> it's about to get worse. Where Frodo is talking with Dan with Gandalf, and he's like, essentially, he's like, "If the ring never came to me, I wouldn't have to deal with this. Like, I wish it never came to me, and all this stuff." And Gandalf gives this speech where he's like, "Look, j everyone." can look back and say, I wish this never happened to me, but it's not about that. It's about taking what you've had happen to you and moving forward with it. Yeah, okay. That's the idea, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my Aries one law. That's great. I yeah. I finished all that off uh, yeah. today. Uh, I was supposed to be working, but I didn't. I just <laughs> finished that off. And then so. water valves burst everywhere, and it all turned to shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. Um. That was, that was good though. So look. This is going to be a little bit longer. I think we're going to do them every two weeks. I think now is yeah. that's, that's the plan. We yeah. Put some music on it. Yeah. So I'm gonna um. Well, when this actually releases, people would have heard all the changes that I'm going to make. But with the last episode, I wanted to have myself and Kay voice act those that scene that you had where the two people were talking. Um, right. So it seemed like it would be more of a coherent conversation. Yeah, okay, cool. Just like things like that. I just want to add music to it, give people individual voices while still having your narration over the top of it. So right. it's, it feel like a story being told with characters in the world. So it's going to take me like two weeks per episode to get those done because I'm going to be at uni and working and kids and stuff like that. So, but do you, so look, everybody, we are on iTunes. Mm -hmm. We will be putting this on iTunes. If you've got any auditory 
lessons or auditory please. things please send them to me because i am ass i fucking struggle i tried i'm try, i'm getting i'm i think i'm slightly getting better as a conversation i think but please any comments will go a long way five stars you can even just put agonize and um keep an eye out on twitter uh over the next few episodes we're probably going to get to a point where we need multiple voices so i'm going to start putting out voice calls for people on twitter probably not paid just keep that in mind but um just if you're interested in doing it keep an eye out for that and as always thank you for supporting the show guys thank you very much guys fuck you all, all right, I, we're um, out guys out bye peace Thanks again, Guardians, for listening to Relax Law. Sebs and I really enjoy making these episodes and we hope that you enjoy listening. If you'd like to show your support, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. If you have any questions for us, reach out to us on Instagram at RelaxGuardiansPodcast or on Twitter at PodcastRelax. Thanks again and we'll see you soon.